Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our weekly segment. The man himself, Mr. Clint, is with me on the line. Clint, what's going on, buddy? Good morning to you, Ahmed. How are you going? Very well, thank you, sir. Um, I'm even better now that I'm speaking to you. Oh, man. Flattery, flattery. Every time, every Friday, huh? Absolutely. Talk to me. What's going on? Yeah. Well, let's, we're going to bring it back to some normal service, I guess, where, like I, I promised last week, we were going to explore a little bit of news. A little bit of news in sports, a little bit of news in sports tech. We've got some stuff. Hit me up. We can, we can let it roll. Yeah. Okay. You're Melbourne-based, right? I'm Melbourne-based, yes. So let's we'll hit it with this. Melbourne-based news to begin is kind of on the sports tech element, but it's always, you know what? It's an e-sports bit of news with Melbourne is going to, uh, is in development at the Emporium, where you know where that is. It is going to be a video game and e-sports venue um, developed at the Emporium. Really? Which was announced this week, but I think it's been in the, been in the works and plans for a number of months. But there is official announcements that they're dedicating an esports arena within the Emporium in Melbourne's CBD. Wow, the Emporium, eh? That's like the one shopping centre that just never really took off. I think like what they thought. That'll bring you some uh, some traffic. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's going to be an excellent use of space then to bring something like this. It's been in the works. It's, you know, it, it was announced by Fortress Esports that they're going to develop it, which is future-proofing. Because you, you need these dedicated venues anyway. We're talking proper sounds, screens, accessibility, centralization, all the good things. Uh, it does future-proof a bit of the industry here, which I think bodes well for the future. And it's good that you know, there's been there's been large esports tournaments and fairs and stuff like that, and that's fairs in in Melbourne. So now a dedicated venue bodes well for the uh, local industry. Did they give any information about seating numbers and whatnot? Uh, I can check that. You know what? In my notes, I did write check seat seat numbers. Uh, that's all right. In the show notes. They, we don't have to anyway. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Remember the one. The one thing is, while we just kind of waffle on a ramble about whatever, anyway, we're not fact checking. We're not fact checking at no, all. No, we we just make everything up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, week yeah. to week. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. I actually wrote in my show notes. Double check the the seat. Double check the seat configuration. I didn't do it. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Moving on. <laughs> okay, moving on is. Another Australian bit of sports tech news is really interesting company, Liger Systems. Have you, 
Liger. Yeah, Liger. L-I-G-R. Liger Systems. No. Cloud-based automated graphics for sports streaming, sports broadcasts. Excellent company. New South Wales based. No, never heard of them. Never ever heard of them, actually. Never heard of them? No. Wow. Get around it. Get around it anyway. Uh, excellent company. They've got to grow and grow hard. They've been, they have done work with Interact Sport in the past, but they now have a Oh, our friend, In- Interact Sports. Our friend, Interact Yes. One, one of our good friends, Mr. Walton. Yes, shouts to Mr. Andrew Walton, shouts to Interact Sport. And the company you and I know well, very fortunately, is that Lighting Systems have done a partnership with Interact Sports. And because of uh, the Intercentric going to help them deliver automated graphics for video streaming. That is amazing. One other thing, guys, we've got a podcast episode with uh, Mr. Andrew Walton, the former CEO of Inter- of Interact Sports. So when you've got a minute, check it out. Yeah, nice, nice. Is that what? Is that episode episode four, episode five? It's one of the earlier episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it is earlier. Get him on again. We might next week. Bring, bring him on with me and you. That's the whole fun of it, mate. So, so it's a good deal. It's a good deal. It's been, they've been doing essentially like uses uh, interact data to help them roll on live graphics, but now they've just crystallised the partnership. They've just crystallised the partnership. Furthermore, it makes sense. The spaces that they use, yeah. Now that they're working a lot, especially in cricket. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – look, at the end of the day, mate, you, you, you don't have to change your whole product. You, you've got a, a base and just keep adding to it, making it better. Be the best that you, you can possibly be. That's what business is, is about, really. It's good. It's a good partnership. With, it's a, I mean, it, it's a you – know, using the word synergy is a bit of a funny one, but it's a very – Partnership does have the, the right synergies where you know you can grab grab data, live graphics, stream, you know, rolled on to a lot of semi-professional sub elite streams anyway. So, oh, awesome. crystallized. Furthermore, look out for live systems anyway. Uh, Australian business, but they're spreading the wings internationally, but do a lot of really good work with the semi-professional level grassroots as well. We love that, don't we? We 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 love our grassroots companies.
So FIFA have now taken that on and have got started to go over the top themselves and stream everything. So it means many, many fans around the world can go and watch the African qualifiers. A lot of top African nations, of course, a lot of top players play for a lot of countries. How this relates to Australia is that perhaps how we're going to see this in the Asian Confederation as well. Okay. It can be difficult to watch the Asian qualifiers. Yeah. I wonder if it's the way to go. Hey, I wonder if it's the way to go for European qualifiers, North America, South America, probably out of the question. But Asia is another one where you can see that we see FIFA and the Asian Football Confederation streaming over the top. Instead of, instead of um, Australia's qualifiers being siloed away or paywalled away. Why not? Why not? It's getting done anyway. Yeah. It's getting done anyway, mate. It's, might as well just, I'd say, just another example, because we love talking streaming. We love, that's, that's, that's something you and I love talking about. Absolutely. So, I think it's something that's, a rather feasible thing for the governing body to take back the rights instead of instead of trying to sell them and cut them up and sell them, take it back and stream it yourself. Absolutely, very, 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 very intelligent. And where's it? Where's it going to be um, hosted? It's going to be hosted through all of FIFA's channels, websites, all of their official channels. Wow, that's that is magnificent, mate. Are you applying there, mate? Anyway. What are you applying, mate? <laughs> I'm, I'm implying that they're friends. They're friends of ours, anyway. So yeah, implying that they're friends of ours, and you know they, you know, a reputable gentleman, gentlemanly <laughs> businessman club. Yeah, nothing wrong with a with a bit of friendly fire, you, you know. Talk to me. So, it's about, a, about a marathon runner, uh, one of the world's best marathon runners, Elliot Kipchoge. All right? Yeah. He is going for the sub two hour marathon again, but will be assisted with the the highest of sports technologies to be able to, to allow him to be able to run a sub two hour marathon. Which means? No one's ever run a marathon in under two hours. One of these barriers. It's one of these barriers that no athlete of human endurance or human prestige ever achieved. Because, I mean, who's going to run forty-two kilometers in two hours? Wow, I'd love to. I mean, you know what? I could trundle a forty-two k's in, you know, anywhere between say four to twelve hours. But no, to be able to do 42 k's in two hours. But the interesting thing is, the two-hour barrier is done through being able to have the most perfect um, to reduce the amount of wind resistance, the shoes, everything. It's most. The idea is that this is not official, but the idea is to see if the human body can do it. 
Oh, so he's doing the in, in, so he's doing it inside a cube. No, no, he'll be doing it outside. But the idea is that the conditions will be designed to help, so that it's reducing drag. He'll have he'll have uh, runners ahead of him to give him uh, to be able to chase cars. There'll be vehicles ahead of him to reduce drag. Yeah, it's all the shoes, the footwear, the clothing, uh, everything, even in down to the um, to the hydration as well. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I just, he attempted this in 2017. It was a night. It was like a, it was a night sponsored thing where he attempted to do the marathon and he did it in two hours twenty four, two hours and twenty four seconds. Interesting. So he's going to do it again, but he's an elite marathon runner as it is. But the idea is, can he do it in an hour fifty nine? Wow. He's going to do it in October. He's going to do it in October. I, so it's just, for some reason, I just find this story continually fascinating by how these little bits of technology just are designed to fashion uh, an endurance event like this. Um, this story, I just want to just keep tracking and I want to bring it up now. I'm not doing it until October too. Don't worry, man. I find it interesting October. too. That's, that is pretty insane. Wow. Yeah, it's not without its. Uh, it, there is some gentle critiques about it, as in, well, it's a rather, you know, it's, a, it's still a rather manufactured way of playing a stuff to our. But I think it's more if we can just kind of suspend any of the critiques, we can at least at least the ideas to test to see how far we can put that, how far he wants to push that kind of barrier. So we'll yeah, be tracking that. Most definitely, let's let's stay in touch with it. Mate, before before we uh, sign off, talk to me about yeah. the um, the football piracy in in Qatar or the fight between Qatar's Bain Sports and Saudi Arabia's. I can't remember their, their name. Is that still going on? Oh, PRQ. Yeah. Yeah, that's still going on. Oh, dude, our favorite topic. What? Our favorite topic. What are the updates? Disgusting. It's, it boggles the mind. It, it, it still boggles the mind, hey? Oh, I can't believe that. Yeah, it's, it's totally amazing. It's still happening. VRQ is still happening. Well, all right. All right, then. That's all from us. Um, don't forget to tell your friends. Sh- share the podcast. Listen to it. Tell everyone you know. Um, and yeah, that's all really. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'd, we'd love to hear from you what what things you want us to talk about, what not, so on, so on, so on. Mr. Quinn, thank you very much once again. It's always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much for having me on.
Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?